Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you have watched the stock market this week, we had to have our guests a returning guest, Mr. James Smith of Catapult Research to come back on the program to help us to unpack what has happened over the last couple of days with the stock market. Jim, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me back on the program, Daryl. Uh, it's very important. So, okay. So, you know, a couple of days ago, the stock market, uh, well, not a few back on Monday, the stock market dropped 617 points. And of course, everyone is saying this is in regards to what, what's going on with the China trade negotiations with the tariffs that this administration has imposed. And now uh, China is going to impose uh, um, tariffs. So what do you make of all this, Jim? How is this affecting the research that you're doing? Uh, at Catapult Research? Well, typically with GAN, we're not looking at fundamentals. And even though I follow the news just like anyone else, uh, these big big topics like uh, a trade war with China, they do affect the markets. And I wouldn't dispute that. But usually by the time that people get that information, it's too late. You know, the market's already started to sell off big. You get a panic. You want to know before the event. So I've been warning clients that uh, the same planetary line of Jupiter that gave us the high last fall uh, in sync with the mid-season, excuse me, with the uh, fall equinox, September 21st, just gave us another turn in sync with the mid-season turn of May 6th. And there were also a number of cycles, 144 trading day cycle, high to high. There was plenty of information in early May to warn us that you should be selling May, go away. That old nostrum is going to apply this year more so than ever. And so even though I can't tell clients with authority that, oh, yeah, this trade war is going to blow up in your face and you got to get out. I don't, I'm not privy to those discussions between China and the U.S., but I am looking at the charts, and the charts warned us that you'd get a big sell-off in May, and it is happening. Um, of course, we can't just trade on the cycles. We need to confirm it with a close below key support levels, and what I'm telling clients, if you close below the 200-day moving average, which is at 2775 currently, uh, we're not that far away from it, but if you close below that, then, you know, Katie bar the door, this thing's going to go down big. And so with GAN, it's always about time and price. The GAN cycles that came due in early May, they warned us that you probably have a top forming. And then once you close below key GAN support levels, and as a proxy for your listeners, I would just tell them, look at the 200-day moving average it's pretty close to some of my GAN levels. If you take that out, you're in real trouble. Jim, in your professional opinion, the Dow has been at 25, 26,000 for some time now. Do you feel that that is a true 
representation when you of, of what the numbers should be, considering all of the factors, the debt, the unemployment, or the way that unemployment is configured, this 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 false confidence um, that we're seeing in the marketplace. Uh, where do you think the market, the debt, the Dow should be realistically? Well, if we take out key support levels on the GAN charts, you could easily drop 30, 40, 50% uh, to back up and give you the long-term perspective. WD GAN is the guy I studied from. He died in 1955. And he told us that there's a decennial pattern, meaning within a 10-year period, every decade, you have certain years that tend to be bull years, certain years tend to be bear years. And it turns out the seventh year and the ninth year are the years you want to look for a potential crash. Now, the fact that we did not get a crash in the seventh year means that we automatically look to the ninth year. And if you remember the Nikkei crash of 1989, sort of the tail end of 1989, that's when it got started. Um, if you look back through history, 1929 crash, again, the ninth year of the decade. And some, like the 1987 crash, started in the seventh year of the decade. Um, so, and if you think more recently, 2007, it really got started in 2007. People think of 2008 as the crash, but it was actually 2007. And a lot of people will say, well, that's just coincidence, but Gan did the homework and he just he gave us the roadmap. He said, look, you have to take it seriously. And then those are the longer term cycles. And then if you if you get some smaller cycles indicating, okay, early May, you should be looking for a possible turn down. That's how we go with it. So to come back to your original question, the Dow, where should it be? Not where it's at right now. I, I think the buy and hold people like Warren Buffett, if you're telling somebody to buy and hold at the high, I don't think you're doing them any favors. I don't, you know, he may have the fortitude to stand back and wait 10 years for the market to get back where, where he bought it, but I don't think his followers do. And I also believe that when it, statistically, if the market has been up for 10 years, you have to take some profit. You have to realize that, hey, statistically, the odds are against you. Even if you don't buy into GAN, you just common sense tells you a market that's been up for 10 years is likely to sell off. So the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, the FANG stocks in particular, you know, Apple and Amazon that Warren Buffett just bought here at the high. I don't think, I don't think it makes sense to ignore cycles. The cycles told us that Amazon was peaking in sync with 144 trading day cycle uh, last week, and therefore you should be getting out. Now you can ignore cycles, but it's gonna cost you. I saw something flash by the uh, headline today that something like a trillion dollars was vaporized in market cap. A trillion dollars in one day? Now I, don't, I didn't read the article, that might be globally. I don't, it's probably more than just the US market that they're looking at, but the reality, that's a lot of money. And if you ignore cycles, that's what you're missing out on. Yes, but it's a lot of money. money. However, the stock market has just shot up 
um, so so rapidly. Um, and then when we think about what's happening with the, the Chinese, with the, the issues with the tariffs, but then again, someone said earlier this week that uh, the Fed was about to go to the market. And what what would happen to the United States if China, if the Chinese said, ah, we're going to sit this one out. We'll let someone else buy the debt. Well, that's an issue. Um, the reality is what the Fed would be forced to do is print money and then we'd have to buy our debt and that would devalue the U.S. dollar. Now, the reality is I don't think the Chinese want to see a weaker dollar because that just makes it even harder. They already have to deal with a 25% tariff on a lot of their goods. So do they really want to see a weaker dollar? That just makes it even more difficult for them to export to U.S. So um, I honestly don't know that they're going to boycott our bond market and just, you know, if they do that, they can threaten it. But I think they'd be hurting themselves as much as us. And the problem is these things get emotional. Uh, two leaders, you know, neither one wants to show any signs of weakness. And guess what? It, you know, things escalate. Um, so I can't say with authority that, you know, uh, this thing is going to get really ugly. But certainly the GAN charts support the notion that something is going to cause the stock market to sell off. Hmm. Now, interesting enough, the day that the stock market this past Monday uh, was 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 down 617.38 points. Um, you noted that blockchain uh, was up to what 78.59, uh, approximately about nine percent. Do do you think there is some transition there in value that will hold beyond uh, these these swings that we're having because of the tariffs? Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting, Bitcoin was up over close to 10%, 9.7 or something like that today. And the move is not a coincidence. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, at a recent uh, symposium on Bitcoin, uh, fintech and AI uh, that was put on by uh, Ken Goodwin at Genensis in New York City, uh, he invited me to be on the panel discussing this very topic. And what I told uh, the audience was that keep an eye on the stock market because when the stock market sells off, cryptocurrencies will go higher. So Bitcoin, Ether, all these other, uh, there's hundreds of cryptocurrencies, but they all tend to go up and down with Bitcoin. So if Bitcoin goes up 10% in a day, is that a coincidence that it so happens the Dow went down over 600 points? I don't think it's a coincidence at all. And that's what I pointed out to, uh, to that audience is that we know what the playbook will be for the Fed. The Fed will come in if it really gets ugly and the stocks are down 20 or 30%, you know the Fed's going to come in and they're going to cut rates to zero. When they do that, it begs the question, What's the difference between the U.S. dollar and Bitcoin? Well, you can print unlimited numbers of dollars. The Fed can print all they want. But you can't print unlimited number of Bitcoin. There's a hard limit of 21 million coins. So guess what? 
in a very twisted and strange way of looking at it, Bitcoin is a more credible currency than the U.S. dollar. I think that's going to throw people, that's going to throw their eyes back and they're going to go, no, that's crazy. The dollar is more reliable. Well, then you have to explain why Bitcoin just went up 10% in a day. And if the dollar starts to sell off because Forex traders start to discount the idea that, hey, the Fed's going to cut rates to zero, and they may even take a play, uh, a, a play from the Japanese handbook where basically the BOJ says, oh, not only are we going to cut rates to zero on the short end, we're going to support the long end by artificially pegging the 10-year the JGB yield to zero. So effectively printing money on a massive scale uh, there are Fed members who've suggested they might borrow some techniques from Japan. It didn't work from Japan, so why not use it here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking it, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but that shows you the, that they are going to get desperate. When the stock market sells off, they're going to looking around for alternative measures to support the market. And if the Chinese won't buy our bonds, doesn't matter. We'll just buy them and print money and the dollar will sell off. And uh, that'll just make things even worse for China and the U.S., uh, to my thinking. But Bitcoin would go up very strongly under that scenario. So what is the outlook for the next? What does GAN, your GAN charts tell you what, for the next quarter, the next three months? Um, what are the things that we should be mindful of? The next three months, actually the whole year, um, is likely to be extremely volatile. It won't be just the next three months. But um, what you should be looking to do is when the market rallies, the stock market, if you have ownership of stocks, you want to take advantage of any short-term rallies to get out of positions that you don't want to hold uh, because to be perfectly blunt, the buy and hold view of the world is total nonsense. It, it doesn't work. If you know that this is a major correction, then you have to sell on every rally. And the idea that you, you think you're going to hold out when it's down 20%, yeah, maybe you can do that. If it's down 30%, yeah, maybe you're a real tough guy and you can hold out. When it's down 50%, I'll bet you a lot of those people who thought they were going to buy and hold, they're going to sell at the bottom. So does it make more sense to sell 10% down from the high and maybe say, okay, I didn't catch the high, but at least I got out at a decent level? Or does it make more sense to buy and hold and sell when it's down 50%? I think the whole notion of buy and hold is totally ridiculous. Uh, I know it's, I'm in a minority you get a lot of financial experts who will say, don't try to time the market, but I think they're totally wrong because they don't understand GAN. But, and, uh, you know, and for our audience, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. James Smith, who is the principal at Catapult Research. For those listeners who haven't heard you on the program before, um, tell us a little bit about GAN. And, 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 and what are the principles of the GAN research and charts that you use? Okay, uh, W.D. GAN, uh, he was born in 1878, uh, and he died in 1955. 
And as a young man, he studied everything on the financial markets that he could get his hands on. Uh, he based his his uh, charting uh, his charting uh, strategy on a range of ideas. He came up with fixed GAN cycles, uh, 45, 90, 72, 144, 360. These are all numbers that, for some reason, the market tends to respond to. So, for example, uh, from the high of October 3rd, uh, 2018, last fall, to the lower high, the, or the, the more recent high here uh, in the S&P was 144 trading days. And a lot of people will look at that and say, well, that's just a coincidence. But trust me, if you sit there and do your work and count 144 trading days from every low and every high or 90 trading days from a low to you will find it. It's scary how often the market will turn. Now it's not always a big turn. That part you can't always say, Hey, it might just be a minor dip and the market will keep going back up. But that's where GAN emphasized the idea of time and price. If a market turns in sync with a cycle, you still have to, confirm that the cycle is a major event by looking for a close below a key level. So that's where I offer the proxy for your listeners, the 200-day moving average at 2775 on the S&P. If you see it close below that, you know we have a major correction starting. So, and a lot of your chartists will probably give you the same advice. You take out the 200-day moving average, the market's in trouble. Well, we're very close to that level right now. So, from a GAN perspective, I strongly suspect that we have a major top and that we're going down, but I can't confirm it until we take out the 200-day moving average. So the way that GAN looks at it, it's not just looking at a cycle and saying, I'm going to sell because the cycles are due. That's not the way it works. You don't ever sell the high. You don't ever buy the low. You wait for confirmation. So it's time, price, pattern, and volume. So if you see the market selling off on big volume and you had the big cycle called for a high in early May and then you take out the 200-day moving average, you know, you had something like a double top, these things all fit together to give us a strong view that, hey, this market's in real trouble. And, and what is a double top for, to, help, to, help, to help our listeners out there? Well, actually, um, a double top is just, it's a chart pattern. Um, if, you, if you see a market rally to a high, it sells off, and then it comes back and retests that high, and then it starts to sell off, well, that's what chartists will call a double top. You could have a double top or a triple top or head and shoulders. There's all kinds of patterns that people look at. And a double top, in this case, it actually exceeded the high uh, by a small percentage, but it topped out on a planetary line of Jupiter, which to my thinking was the more important cue that, hey, this thing was really forming a high. And so from a GAN perspective, you look at a whole range of things. Uh, we also look at astro. I know that turns people off, but the planetary line of Jupiter gave us the high I put it out on my LinkedIn page. You can go there, Catapult Research, and check it out. Uh, it, it, the difference is 
if you have an open mind and you look at it and you say, hey, well, he put it up there, he called it before the event, and sure enough, it seems to work. Or you can take the view of a fundamentalist and say, no, I don't look at charts. I don't time the market. I just wait back and trust that somebody like Warren Buffett's going to tell me what to do. Now, Warren told them to buy Amazon. He didn't tell them to buy it. They didn't ha he didn't have to tell them. He bought Amazon, and on his coattails, a bunch of people came in and bought the high last week. So guess what? Are those people happy now? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I think you, you have to have a methodology. And if you're just buying because some famous person bought the same stock, that's the dumbest thing you can possibly do. Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's talk about the GMP and the, the current cor corporate debt. As, as we discussed in our pre-interview discussion, uh, last week on CNBC, they had a guest on, and he was expressing his concern about the underlying factors within the marketplace simply because we're talking about all of this GMP growth, but it's, it's really false simply because it's made up of corporate debt. How, what type of effect, or how does GAN uh, look at uh, corporate debt, if you will, or the, the U.S. trade deficit, if you will? Well, all those fundamental factors are important, and I won't deny the uh, validity of looking at those things. Uh, from a GAN perspective, we're mainly looking at the charts, and I look at the fundamentals sort of after the fact. I look at if you see the chart patterns showing a double top, you see we take out the 200-day moving average, and one of your other guests comes out and says, yeah, we're driven by debt. I'm happy to hear that because that just reconfirms my technical chart-based view that the market is going down because it's true. A market that is too dependent on heavy amount of debt is probably going to go down and you know, if it happens in sync with my GAN cycles, that makes me very happy. But I don't start from that premise because, you know, for many years, people were saying that China was going to go down. Year after year, they were shorting the market. And, uh, of course, they were worried about the debt, you know, because China has over 300% debt to GDP. Um, you know, economists have been pointing out that China is going to implode for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, I take the view that if the GAN cycles are telling me that China's in trouble, then after I look at the charts and say, hey, you know, what is it that's causing this thing to sell off? Only after the fact do I look back and say, oh, yeah, debt to uh, GDP is a problem. Uh, some other factors, maybe uh, too many corporations buy their own debt. And the reason they do that is because the CEOs get paid in stock options. If, they, if their own stock goes up, they, they make a lot of money. So from their perspective, why not buy back your own corporate stock? If you can't get investors to buy it, you buy it yourself. And to my thinking, that's like a snake swallowing its own tail. You know, you don't, you, it's not something you can do forever. That is so true. That is so true. And, and when you think about the CEO incentives, um, the U.S. corporations got a nice tax cut instead of 
doing some reinvestment or retiring some debt, they bought back their stock, which of course the CEOs, uh, they, they hit those markers and then they get a bonus based upon the stock price performance. So where, where, where does GAN see this leading us to? I know, as you said, the next 12 months, a lot of turmoil. Exactly. Now, there are economists and some famous people who have warned that the U.S. has a debt crisis, China has a debt crisis, maybe Europe has too much debt. Globally, we have, I saw the figures before, I forget, it's, it's in the hundreds of trillions. It, it Basically, it's a lot of debt. So um, that's not my realm of expertise, but I appreciate those arguments. And uh, unlike a lot of fundamentalists, I, I like hearing what they have to say. I just don't trade on it. Um, I wait for the cycles to come due to warn me that, hey, this market is finally going to crack. But I appreciate the argument that debt is, a, in this case, probably – a contributor to the overall crisis because China has more debt than anyone on a percentage basis. Uh, Japan has over 200% debt to the GDP. China's got over 300%. So yeah, when they go down, the whole world's going to feel it. And this trade crisis um, is not making it better for anyone. It's going to drag down the global system. Uh, it. In a way, you could think of the trade war as sort of the domino that sets in motion the debt crisis that you've been talking about. It, it just one, one after the other. Uh, if you've got too much debt and the market starts selling off, uh, we saw that more recently in uh, 2007, 2008, when the real estate bubble popped. You know, too many people were buying, high, uh, buying real estate, and guess what? They took on too much debt, and they paid the price. So same thing would apply at large to the U.S. Um, if, if there's too much debt out there, when everything goes south, it's going to be a problem. Uh, and you could say, well, the Fed can cut rates to zero, and that won't be a problem. But it still is because, you know, the only reason the Fed's cutting rates to zero is because, you know, stocks are going down hard. So at that point, at some point, they won't be able to play that game anymore. And then rates will have to go up because the dollar will get too weak. If they're, you know, they're going to have to defend the dollar at some point if it gets too weak. And then you can see how that would really hammer the stock market because, you know, raising rates at this point, uh, it would be, you can imagine what that would do to the stock market. Nobody's talking about that. But I'm looking forward three to six months down the road. Let's say the dollar sells off big and gold, silver go up, Bitcoin goes up, crypto goes up. And guess what? Somebody says, oh, they're going to have to raise rates to defend the dollar. That statement alone could really crack the stock market sort of like the next leg down. That's right. That's right. And so, uh, Jim, how can someone who wants to get access to your reports, where can they reach you? Well, they can go to the internet, uh, www.catapultresearch.com. And if you register, you give me your name, uh, you will get uh, access to older reports. And then if you want, uh, you know, a free trial, 
uh, you can send me an email to jamesmith at catapultresearch.com and request a, you know, one week free trial. And I will offer you a chance to see in real time what, you know, the Gantt charts are saying about a range of markets, not just the stock market, but also, you know, commodities, uh, Forex, uh, bonds. Uh, with Gantt, we cover all those markets. So th th that would be a good way to do it. And also, I've been talking to uh, Ken Goodwin at Genensis. He's a strategic partner. And we're looking at doing a seminar in New York City sometime, hopefully in the next few months. And uh, so if you visit the website, you'll, you'll get uh, alerted to, to when that uh, seminar might be. And that would be a good way to introduce yourself to GAN. I'll, we'll, we'll do a short seminar, probably a few hours to, to get people up to speed on GAN. That is really, really great to hear. As you know, Mr. Goodwin Jr. has been a guest on our program several times uh, to discuss blockchain, fintech, and AI. And uh, we look forward to, um, to, again, having you back on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our in-studio guest, Mr. James Smith, who is the managing principal at uh, Catapult Research. Uh, if you've missed any part of this broadcast, uh, it will be up on iTunes uh, shortly uh, after uh, we finish airing this segment. Uh, Jim, well, uh, thank you for coming on the program. This has been quite, quite intriguing and very informative. All right. I appreciate it. And uh, I really enjoy our time on, on air. And uh, thanks a lot for having me on the show. Very welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend on, on leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend, but remember, leadership begins with you.